0: Welcome to the Partnernomics Show, where industry thought leaders discuss the hottest topics in partnerships, ecosystems, and innovation. The Partnernomics Show is brought to you by Iolite Solutions, a product incubator specific to Salesforce. Now, here's the host of the Partnernomics Show, Mark Brigman. Welcome back to another episode of the Partnernomics Show. Good to be with you. And today we have Mr. Tony Rock with us. So Tony is the founder and CEO of Exit Compass, and uh, Tony and I have known each other for for a number of years. And I was able to successfully recruit him as a Partonomics implementer. And so Tony's going to share some of his uh, his background, his information, and uh, hop on the show and spend some time with us. But Tony, thank you for uh, for agreeing to be on the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. Uh, it's been long overdue. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: I say we started talking about this I think a couple of years ago but uh, we finally pulled it off man I'm, I'm already looking forward to having you on again. I I, we may have been in the pandemic so that's it's been a long time. <laughs> it's, it's been a couple of days. Yeah. Jonah if you wouldn't mind uh, I'd like to just kind of start off with having you share a little bit of of your background um, in in partnerships and as an executive and then uh, we'll start diving into the questions.
1: Sure uh, real quick. Um, Based in Kansas City, yeah, go Chiefs, all things Kansas City. Uh, I'm a technologist at heart and and a, a lover of a partner ecosystems. So I started my career in technology consulting. I've been uh, fortunate to work across multiple industries in both technology, uh, corporate finance. I've been an operator for five different uh, technology companies as a CFO, COO, and I've stacked up and owned a uh, partner ecosystems for all those companies, as well as sandwiched in between there a stint um, in investment banking and private equity, where you know did work on a fair number of of joint ventures and alliances and so forth. So when I think about partnerships, I'm thinking about it not just from the technology industry, but also the classic joint venture alliance models. Um, you know, most of the stuff on the internet today is really focused on SaaS technology partnerships, but I always, you know, remind this audience is that, you know, partnerships is a go-to-market model that applies to so many different industries.
0: Well, I love opportunities that we have to go to lunch, man, because I love kind of thinking about and talking about business in terms of the finances. I mean, it's that is the ultimate result. Whether you're looking at boards, you're looking at investors, you're looking at executives. You, so many times, I mean, we just we just don't think about the finances from the beginning. And it's awesome that you have that that finance mine. A lot of my friends tend to be uh, kind of more just pure technology geeks, so they're more on the engineering side of how do we make this thing work. But at the end of the day, what makes it work is you have to have revenue that comes from that. So I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Even the the CFO assignments that I've had, both within technology and what I call traditional, you know, non tech companies. Been fortunate enough within those roles, did graduate to owning the strategy and business development function, which owned the partnerships and alliances. In addition to the CFO hat, and um, it was it's um, it's look, I'm lucky to be honest about it to, to to be fortunate to have those types of environments where I could you know integrate those skills.
0: Well, it's cool that the talking about um, you know the financial side of that, but then having such a strong background in partnerships, I mean, tells me that. It's partnerships is about getting to revenue. So that leads me to the first question. Let me get the clock fired up here. And that is, how do CFOs think about partnership success?
1: Well, well, definitely we as as within the partnership function, we need to do a better job of, you know, the onus is on us. So CFOs, you know, tend to you know they're worried about liquidity. They're worried about you know the right performance metrics. Um, they're worried about you know getting the numbers in and efficiency and so forth. But actually, you know from my experience and talking to my peers that are that are you know hardcore CFOs, it's amazing how many of them really don't understand the kind of partnership. World, they um, a lot of them um, are over-indexed in traditional sales models right? and have that bias. And I think a lot of it is, and even for me, I mean, I don't know too many you know finance people who do not like getting in front of the spreadsheet or your know, cool's tool and and modeling these things out. And it's very comfortable for the CFO to think about a traditional sales model because you can model in like quota, ramp up, all these things. Partnerships gets really, really kind of fuzzy, and so what we need to do as a job is is thinking, finding the right language for the CFOs, and aligning what we can do from a partnership perspective along things that are concerned to them. If it is, if it is, ARR, NRR, whatever SAS metrics or whatever, again, for a traditional operating companies that have partnerships really thinking about what matters to that CFO. And aligning our activities with their expectations.
0: I love how you said, like the onus is on us. You know, we need to be kind of the, the
1: educators and and set it out
0: there. I think, like even it's been my experience, uh, certainly in the CFO lane, but I would say even like the the executive lane in general, even to the CEO for newer programs. I think the onus is is on us to lay out there what partnerships are how they're similar but they're much more different the thing that kind of comes to my mind is just thinking about well you hit on it the number of variables uh partnering has so many more variables than just a pure direct path um and just kind of talking about the the variables that are involved and the timelines
1: that are involved
0: two very different
1: things yeah, it's interesting. We, uh, I had, uh, For one company I was working with and we had a great slide on this with an external consultant. Can't, I'm not going to name the consultant, the specific data we had on it, but it was very interesting where we framed it up in terms of evaluation discussion and took a sampling of a number of publicly traded SaaS companies and were able to get data to show the correlation between um, revenue growth, valuation growth, um, revenue that was tied to partners and 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 growth tied to those partner programs and the link to valuation. And trust me, the CFO of that company he got that slide in a hurry. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a, it takes time to put the plumbing and piping in, but I would right. I always say that the, the hockey stick is steeper. Uh, but that's right. that's my own bias. All right, let's fire into the next question. That is, how could the partnership function be better integrated into the rest of the organization? You know, it's kind of been my experience working with our clients. Uh, especially even in the SaaS space where the organization starts off the first three, four, five years purely doing direct sales, traditional direct sales to to generate revenue. And then they decide to jump into the partnering lane, but partnering kind of becomes this afterthought thing that has to be integrated in.
1: How how should organizations do that? Uh, Well, to some extent, it even goes back to the prior question of when I think about where partnership leaders you know need to operate going forward is 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 you know and and for the organizations that think about that function get ahead of the curve early meaning that I always use this term ecosystem by design which means for that partnership leader and whoever that executive sponsor is within the organization talking to sales talking to product talking to customer success or other operational elements and 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 understanding their vision and objectives and how the partnership function is going to make their world better and versus so many programs. And I look, I've been guilty of this been brought into situations and you just start off with a, a partnership initiative. Um, it's not really, really thought out. It's like, you want to go fast and you're just kind of doing things. Let's sign up some partners and see what happens, but there's no context of how that opera, or how that activity is going back into the other, elements of the organization. And if you're fortunate enough to have success, certainly you can go back and have those conversations with the other functions in the organization. But if it's not going well, your credibility is blown. So my advice to people is talk to the the other functions early on and get an integrated, get the partnership program integrated with their their vision and objectives.
0: Great advice. I think as I think about even marketing, working with sales in product, building new solutions. Uh, Whenever organizations bring in this partnering function, a lot of times those other sides of the business just see more work and see more complication. They don't see their job getting easier. They see it getting more complicated, but it's again, the onus comes back on us as partnering professionals to, to paint the picture and to show what value we will bring and how, after we make this investment, how we can make their life better.
1: Right. And that's why, again, back to that CFO conversation, that's why when I think, look, sales and marketing, were tactical. But when you think about partnerships, it is, it's a business strategy. And that's why it needs to be discussed at that CEO, COO, CFO level. Yeah,
0: I think one of the things that, that, we failed to mention that that i think about from that that cfo or that executive perspective is let's not kid ourselves every smart executive is asking themselves how do we get the most roi and in a lot of companies you see two lanes one is the direct sales lane one is the indirect sales lane right it's channels it's referrals it's all of this other stuff if your executive, if your CFO has another half million or another million to put in to invest, where are they going to put the money? We need right. to make that answer be really obvious of where they need yeah. to put that extra million dollars.
1: And and, and and one area, and you just mentioned, I mean, briefly, there's the, the product implication, thinking about how does this work in influencing the product roadmap? Does that make the product roadmap better? Can you actually get better outcomes by having... A solution partner or a different type of technology alliance model in that as well so it can save you some time and money and all those um activities or all that line of thinking needs to be done up front yeah
0: next question fired up here for you and we've, we've talked so much about collaborating working with other uh, folks even inside of our organization as well as obviously with partners um uh, What are some tools that are out there, or as we think about kind of the landscape of what may become available for us, what are some tools that we could use to collaborate more effectively?
1: Yeah, so this is my my third passion, which is, you know, behavioral economics, behavioral science. So, you know, I'm an investor and on the board and the, you know, designing the ecosystem for a company called View, which is, you know, taking personality insights and using them for. For for collaboration methods, but there are also some other tools out there. I'm a former Culture Index administrator. I've used that um, in the past. You've got um, DIS, you know, Thomas. I mean, you got all these tools out there, um, and they're they are very very relevant, and they are um, they are very good in helping us understand um, um, empathy and awareness and how we're thinking about um, you know how we collaborate not only just within our internal partnership teams, but again, being able to think about breaking down silos within your organizations. And what I find very unique to the partnership function is your collab. a lot of your value add is the collaboration that you are doing with external partners. These are people outside your organization and some of the existing tools in the marketplace today are, are better suited for that. Um, you know, the work that we do at Umiview, um, and some of the things that we're looking at integrating into the partneromics, um, um, you know, programs over time. It's really now. How do we take that on a real time basis? How do we make it easier to actually collaborate outside our four walls with an organization and give that real time feedback um, so people can understand um, what motivates them, where their natural friction points are, um, you know, the stuff that we've been working on this week. Actually thinking about you know if you're a partnership leader. You need to think about how do you make decisions and what your biases are. There's no tools out there in the marketplace, but there are, they're very expensive. Um, The work that we're doing with you and and YumiView can actually help answer those questions, so.
0: This is a topic I absolutely love and it's because I was pretty damn oblivious to this whole world back in the day, I'd say in my early business career. I spent six years in the Marines. It's about getting shit done. <laughs> and, and that's what we have to do. Charge the hill, just go get stuff done. And I started to kind of through DISC, through Myers-Briggs, through some of these you know other tools that are out there, started to just kind of understand and, and develop appreciation for what it takes to influence people, to get them to kind of understand and early in my career, I remember taking business cases to folks in finance. And I am on the on the disc spectrum, right? I'm a D hard charger. Go get stuff done. Don't need a whole lot of information. Let's uh, just go work. Let's go make it happen. And whenever I had to uh, interact with a lot of accountants, uh, which I would say are probably more in the C range, right? very analytical, right. we spoke two different languages and I couldn't understand why they didn't see my world and I didn't understand theirs. I love the work that you guys are doing at Yumi View because it's the first time what I've seen um, a picture put together for a group of professionals, right? If to use DISC, you have to know who you are. You have to try to guess you know, what DISC, what somebody else is. And then now you're starting to unlock the key to communicate and collaborate with them effectively. What I love about Yumi View is it kind
1: of does that work for you. And, and it's real time, you know, the, the, and, and, and it's dynamic because it change, all that information changes based on, you know, for example, you and I today are communicating on a one-on-one basis. If we were to bring in somebody else, the information automatically changes. And that's a very, very powerful item. I, I cannot tell you how many use cases where, I've used it where I've had team members who are frustrated, stacking up new teams, where they thought they were going to quit until we actually went to that. And this helped us create the awareness and empathy to go past those barriers. And you start thinking about that as your own organization. How many people leave subtly because of this? Because it and, and you don't know this, or are people that are just unhappy, just you know, and really not getting a lot of things done and ultimately do end up leaving. This on a daily basis this stuff does make a difference to the organization at scale and it, and i a firm believer this is the the next level of of maximizing human performance for for companies going forward is being able to understand this information on a daily and collaborative basis
0: yeah no question no question and uh, we're going to have a lot more information coming up on yumi view and our partnership uh partnernomics uh, partnership with yumi view and and how to dig into that uh, but if, if you want to jump in a little bit sooner, just toss us an email and, uh, we'll be happy to, to get Absolutely. you in the right direction. Um, all right. So I'm ready for the fourth and final question that is, man, this partnership world is it, it's changed. <laughs> it's definitely changed over the last 20, whatever years since I gotten into it. And, uh, it seems like it's, it's changing at an even more rapid pace now, uh, what kind of transformations, or what is what is partnering going to look like in five years? What what kind of a road are we going to be on over the next several
1: years? Well, that's a great question, and, and thinking in terms of my own personal biases, and uh, in terms of optimism and, and and confidence and so forth, you know, I think the question comes down to where is I, I'm a firm believer that the uh, partnering is a business strategy, therefore it deserves an elevated position um within the organization so that does that does that role go into the ceo or coo or is it if it stays within marketing or or in the in the head of revenue do those roles need to change right the leadership experiences you're going to have in those roles you need to have some partnership experience you know, to make it work and i so i um, firm believer that um, as a strategy um it's it will it will get more adopted there will be more understanding of it. We as partner will. There's a lot of great information in the, in the communities of building the awareness within the other functional leaders. Um, the technologies and tools to kind of help implement these things are getting uh, getting a lot better. I think there's too many of them, and I, I think there's going to be some consolidation um, with the, within the actual solutions over time. But fundamentally, the all all the momentum and stars are pointing that. Partnerships and alliances is a business strategy. It's a business model. It's strategic. And we need to allocate more training, resources, tools, et cetera, education um, to really uh, to really elevate the function into its own into its own thing.
0: yeah, I could not agree more. Uh, you know, I think you know, we say that there's there's still way too much art and not enough science that's going into partnering. And I think it's still seen as a black box by a lot of executives. But I think as we get the people, process technology, you know, as we get people trained, educated on what partnering is, what it's not, put processes in place uh, to kind of see this cause and effect. You know, sales went through it decades ago. Marketing, you know, went through their time. And I think, you know, now is the time for partnerships to do that as well. And um, data, <laughs> seeing the data come forward, uh, getting people access to data, but letting them see the cause and effect, um, man, I think we're in for a, a really, really interesting, fun ride over probably the next decade before we, we start to get more answers than questions.
1: Yeah, I think one thing that, you know, we've always talked about is is, so I think, you know, for think about the SaaS technology world, where where a lot of people understand that from the vendor perspective, the technology ecosystems, the power of the ecosystem and collaborating together, you know, the question is, do the buyers themselves, I think unconsciously do, but the question is, I think the real powerful is when you've got buyers who basically say, look, I need you, I'm going to buy from you because you are part of a partner ecosystem, Where, where because like, if you don't do it, you're automatically, it's either a credibility issue, or you're just not that overly important to my my buying process or the objectives to my organization. Well, I
0: think a piece of that, you know, we talk about this being the decade of ecosystems. To me, from a technology perspective, it means you should be able to build your tech stack. You should be able to pick and choose. It shouldn't just be, I go to Chevrolet and and I want a Blazer, so I get everything that's in the Blazer. Why can't you decide what you want to to go into that tech stack? And I think that's what's going to require us as industry professionals, as partnering professionals, to me, I mean, integration, software integration is one of the long poles in the tent now, one of the high walls that we have to overcome in order to really advance and accelerate what partnerships can be. Um, Today, I think that's one of the biggest challenges that we have, but also one of the biggest opportunities.
1: Biggest opportunities, a lot of flux. So it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out. And again, I mean, it, it, it needs to happen because ultimately the ultimate decision maker in this whole model is is the customer right and how and how we as partnership professionals can align ourselves to make sure that we can deliver the the, the best customer experience at with the right price and right set of options for for who we're trying to target but the, it'll definitely be it's definitely on us
0: Customer always wins as long That's as they have choices. Weekend. Customers win. Awesome. Well, Tony, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, I'm already looking forward. To, I've already got some more questions nailed down here for us, but I'll limit us here. At yeah, four. let's do it again. <laughs> sure, yeah, why I was not? gonna say, what are you doing next hour? Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time, and uh, already looking forward to the to the next conversation.
1: All right. Thanks, Mark.
0: Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Partnernomics Show. Don't forget to subscribe to get the newest episodes at show.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Iolite. To learn more about Iolite, visit iolitepro.com. And Partnernomics, the science of partnering. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics courses, coaching programs, and consulting services, visit partnernomics.com. See you on the next episode.